Who will survive? Who will ascend to be crowned the world champions? Who will finally gain the respect of their mommies? It's Super Bowl Sunday, and you know what that means. A good old-fashioned high-stakes legal in only two states preach-off. Nobody's walking out of here without getting an earful. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Get excited, friends. All right, I think it's time to announce our speakers for the day. Are you guys ready? Oh, come on. Let's the, the, they don't, Peter, they don't sound ready. They don't All right, ready. here we go. Can I get some music, please? Representing Team Blue. Standing. Standing at a height that gets him on to most. But definitely not all amusement park rides. He's a witty gunslinger who throws verses all over the field. He's the perfect embodiment of the movie Rudy. If Rudy realized that he should never have done sports and went to seminary to discover himself instead. He's a pioneer of this sport. Your returning champion. Give it up for our South Campus pastor, Eric Ryan. Woo! Good to have you, Eric. You looks winded already. It's <laughs> not looking good for you, old man. <laughs> All right. Yes. And for... It's me, it's me. Oh. I'm good, we're good. Keep going. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get warmed up, guys. Yeah. And now for Eric's competitor, who he'll be facing off of this morning, literally because they are the exact... Same size. Ooh. He's one of 26 Johns that we have on campus, but he is the one that doesn't button his shirt up all the way. So that might distinguish him for you guys. He is also known by some as a young Bob Ross, but really his paintings actually look like they were done by SpongeBob. Oh. Let's just hope that today... His messages don't have as many holes as his jeans. Let's give it up for Eric's competitor fighting for the green team, John Lee. about this, Eric Bryant. Wow, very, you can't very, handle this. Very impressive. But what's with all the dance moves? <laughs> what? This is the gateway throwdown, our annual dance-off. You think I'm going to come unprepared? Sneaking in, Patrick. 
Yeah, that's not exactly what's happening here. My guy, <laughs> this is not a dance-off, John. It's the throwdown, the preach-off. Bro. Oh. <laughs> My bad. Give it up for Patrick Perez, everybody. Yeah, all right. Let's get our competitors here. Come on. Come on. Are you two ready for We're this? We're ready. Let's do this. <laughs> John's not ready. He thought this was a dance-off. All sure, right. I'm sure he'll be fine. We'll be good. Well, you guys, as you know, this is our second annual throwdown. Yeah, second annual. I'm Sulinda McManus, and this is Peter Shank. We are your referees for this evening. All right. Between the... Between the two of us, we know absolutely nothing about football. Oh, pause, pause, pause. I know about football. I've managed a football team for like several years. Fantasy, fantasy. <laughs> it counts, right? No? Okay, never mind. So you can see what I mean. But between the two of us, we actually have a lot of practice working with crying babies and moody adolescents. So it was only fitting that they picked the two of us to work with these guys yeah. today, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Okay. So today we're gonna keep a clean game. Let's not start crying on the field. You know, it's not men's soccer or anything like that. So, right, and we don't right, wanna right. hurt anybody's feelings, all right? Right, right? No counseling sessions need to happen after this, so. Not that there's anything wrong with so, that. So yeah, no, not that there's anything wrong with that. So each quarter, uh, one of our two pastors is going to preach a message. We want that mas message to last no longer than five minutes for all of our sake, right? Uh, if you guys fail to keep the message within the five-minute time frame and go over, we will be assessing a delay of game penalty of one point per minute. So keep your eye on the time. Um, instead of having you guys try and kick an extra point, uh, after scoring your touchdown for your message, we've decided to incorporate our lovely bucket of chaos, which is going to be a completely, utterly random phrase, which you will be tasked with seamlessly incorporating into your message. If you do that successfully, you will earn the extra point. If you do it with style and flair and the, you know, the crowd here enjoys it, we can give, actually give you some bonus points per our right. amazing discretion. Isn't that right? right. Yes. And, w and one of the other new things that we have going on this year is each player will get a challenge. But I'm not going right. to go into detail about that because you're going to forget anyway as this goes on. So I'll just spare you the details of that. All right. All yeah. right. Let's do Sweet. it. So today is old versus new. It is old versus new. Old versus new, but by the looks of the way this thing got started, it's more like Dumb and Dumber. Ooh, wrong. Ouch. John, you do look good in orange. You look nice. That's funny. You know, uh, earlier you I was look looking at orange. you two and thinking you guys reminded me of Despicable Me. Anyone see that? With Gru and Agnes. What a cutie you yeah, are. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so yeah, they're going to be preaching debate style, Old Testament versus New Testament. Now, before you get, uh, you know, confused or frustrated, both are important. Both need to be there, but your job is to convince us why your testament is the best and the most important. All right. Okay? We're ready. Um, so to decide who is going to be preaching old or new, we are going to have uh, Sulinda a do an toss. official coin toss. Yes. It's going to be 
Eric actually doesn't matter because whatever I flip it to you, you're going to kick us off because you are old. All right, let's get this Great. party started. All right, I'm Eric, ready. let's do it. Would you come on over and pick? Okay, here we go. Let's Give do me this. Block ready to go. All right, here we go. Now, 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 Eric, do you need some time to stretch, loosen up? I know you're prone to injury. No, your age. I'm good. I don't I'm want fine. you to hurt yourself. Okay. I don't fine. want you to hurt yourself. Here you go. All right, let's see. What does it say here? It says your bucket of chaos oh phrase my things I wish I wouldn't have said. To my mother-in-law for $500, Alex. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Best of luck to you, and Yikes. your time begins now. All right. Well, welcome to the Throwdown. We're so glad you're here. My name is Eric. I'm the campus pastor. We started this years ago because can you believe this, but Super Bowl Sunday is, has been a low-attended Sunday, even though the game is not till 5 o'clock. The Cowboys haven't been there in decades. There's no reason not to come on Sunday mornings, but it's just a fun way to enjoy something a little bit different, a little competition. And we worship a God who created fun and laughter and humor, so it's okay to have a fun time today. And even though we don't take ourselves seriously, what we're talking about is serious today because some of us are here with doubts and with struggles, and we have questions you know, there's things I wish I would have said to my mother-in-law for $500, Alex. <laughs> and so I, I just want to point out that with the questions that you have, there might be some struggles with understanding who God is because of the Bible, because of the Old Testament in particular. But I hope that you'll discover that both the Old Testament and New Testament are incredibly important. Now, it makes sense that the rookie gets to have the New Testament. It's like starting in the red zone, where I'm like the seasoned veteran having to start at my own one-yard line. I'm like Tom Brady going to the Buccaneers. But what did Tom Brady do when he got to the Buccaneers? He won the Super Bowl. Penalty. Penalty. Uh-oh. What happened? For intentional pounding. Okay. Eric. Yes. Hi. Hi. Look at me. All right. Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm ready. Okay. Look in my eyes. Okay. Do All I right. have to? Yes? Yes. Uh -huh. Okay. Follow along with me. Okay. Soft, breathe slowly, okay. in and out. I'll try. I'll try. Soft, breathe slowly. There's no need to shout. Okay. I feel better. Thank you. That's very nice. Thank you, Sulena. We want to take care of our things. Okay. I'm better. Thank you. That's so helpful. All right, so I want to win you over on why the Old Testament is important, why the Hebrew Scriptures are so important. The Hebrew Scriptures, the Old Testament, actually shows us the history of God's interaction with humanity spanning thousands of years. If you only read the New Testament, you'll miss the great love story of God and His pursuit of humanity. It's like reading the last chapter of a book and not knowing how the rest of the story goes. It's like being a Cowboys fan and only knowing about Dak and not knowing about... Troy Aikman or Roger Staubach or even Tony Romo, right? And to read only the New Testament, it's like watching this just Star Wars 4, A New Hope. You, you just see Luke and Han destroy the Death Star, but you have no idea that Anakin became Darth Vader, and Darth Vader is the father of Luke and Leia. Now, I know that the Old Testament has some unpleasant parts, just like Star Wars had Jar Jar Binks. But it's important to know the whole story. So the Old Testament is like Star Wars 1 through 3, except it's good and true, and there's no Hayden Christensen, right? 
It's a great love story. In fact, all of Western literature is so influenced. It's almost like a mirror of what we see in the scriptures. And from the beginning, we discover who we are and why we were created. God created mankind in his own image. Male and female, he created them. God blessed them to rule, to steward, to care for creation in partnership with God. But God gives us freedom. And in that freedom, we chose to go our own way. It tells us in Genesis 3 that God's love gets rejected and that they hid from the Lord. But the Lord God called to the man, where are you? God creates us with free will. So we can choose to go God's way or our own way. And we can blame Adam and Eve, but every one of us every day has the chance to decide, am I going to go my own way or the way of the world? Or am I going to trust God in his way? See, without the Old Testament, we don't know who we are, why we're here, and what's gone wrong. See, when our relationship with God was broken... We chose the knowledge of good, which we get glimpses of God's good all the time, but also the knowledge of evil. We live in a broken world where there's brutality, where there's earthquakes, where there are mass shootings. There are terrible things that happen, and one day God will make all things right. But what we see in the scriptures is that God chooses one person, Abraham, and says, I'm going to bless you, and through you, every nation, every people group will be blessed. This God reveals himself as a lover of humanity, that he pursues us, wants relationship with us. It's not a different God in the Old Testament. In fact, his name repeated throughout is Yahweh, the Lord, the God of compassion and mercy. I am slow to anger and filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I lavish unfailing love to a thousand generations. I forgive iniquity, rebellion, and sin, but I do not excuse the guilty. See, God's character is both loving and just. One day, he will make all things right. He will bring to justice the evils that are being done. But the last chapter of the story of the New Testament would make no sense unless we understood the Old Testament. It says, see, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has triumphed. Then I saw a lamb looking as if he had been slain. With your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation." See, the Lion of Judah is the promised Messiah, and we know his name is Jesus. He comes from the line of David, a king that was promised that through him would come a, a ruler who would reign forever and ever. We wouldn't understand these references or even the fact that Jesus came as the sacrificial lamb for all of humanity. In fact, it tells us at the very end of the story, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. No longer will there be a curse upon anything. See, without the Old Testament, we don't know who we are, why we're here, what went wrong, or how much God loves us. Wow. All right. Touchdown for Eric Bryant, scoring him six points. All right. Uh, your refs have decided to give you two points for... Seamlessly incorporating Very your bucket well of chaos phrase, well you, played. You. I appreciate that. Um, I've noted the time of your message. We'll get to that in another point. Okay. And that concludes the first quarter. All right. Let's do it. It's not working. Let's start the second quarter. All, All right. right. You ready? Come on out, Eric. Or come on out, John. Good luck to you, my friend. Before you get started, let's not forget. 
All right. Let's see what he picks. You want me to read it out? Or you want to read it? Go for it. Let me read it. If Barbie is so popular, why do you have to buy her friends? Ooh. (laughs) All right. And begin. Look, y'all. Is there really a debate between the Old Testament and the New? We all know the New is always better. And I have the most rational, logical evidence to prove it. I mean, come on. Do we say happy old year? No, we say happy new year. Once you get married, are you called an oldly wed? You're called a newly wed. And speaking of Star Wars, Eric, the galaxy ain't looking for an old hope, son. They're looking for a new one. This is a no-brainer, y'all. Yes, we have an Old Testament. And without an old, we can't have the new. But the New Testament is just filled with so much life, grace, and practical guidance for everyday life. And so much beauty, like the famous toy Barbie. That's why she is so popular. Why do we have to buy her friends? I don't know. You tell me, Eric Bryant. Plus, the New Testament is the only testament in the Bible that has any color. I mean, do we see any red words in the Old Testament? Illegal formation of argument, that's just not factually correct. Everybody in here is familiar with all the red words in the Old Testament, right? We got red stew, red horses, red wine. Everybody may be familiar with the Red Sea. You guys see what I'm saying here? There's lots of red words in the Old Testament. Get it right. Come on, John. Uh, No, Peter. Peter, no, no, no. You get it right. He's talking about the red words in the Bible. That's what I'm talking about. The words that Jesus spoke in the New Testament. Get your life together. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Preach on. Preach on. Anyways, last but not least, the New Testament always wins. Why? Because we got Jesus. How can you beat Jesus? In the New Testament, You see the real-life accounts of Jesus himself and his actual words. In fact, Jesus' insertion into this specific time and space brought about three changes that personally I believe are extremely important and that I think you all would agree with. I mean, check this out. Number one, in the Old Testament, food was either clean or unclean. But in the New Testament, all food could be consumed, baby. (laughs) Number two, in the Old Testament, animals were sacrificed. But in the New Testament, there were no longer any animal sacrifices. That's right. You ain't touching my puppy. And number three, in the Old Testament, people worshipped on Saturdays. But in the New Testament, worship was shifted to Sundays. We know this all makes more sense. Chick-fil-A's closed. In all sincerity, I know that these aren't necessarily the best reasons to choose the New Testament over the Old. And not all of what I said is... 100% true, but who cares? That's besides the point. My point is this. With Jesus, everything is better. And the Old Testament may point to Jesus, but in the New Testament, we see him personified. You know what? Actually, since I was crushing it on a roll with taking things out of context, why not one more? 2 Corinthians 5.17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone. The new is here. See? Out with the old, in with the new. The new kids are on the block. We hear. But on a serious note, in the New Testament, we are compelled to know Christ and him resurrected. We are compelled in Acts 2 to spread the love of Jesus throughout all the world. And in John 3.16, we are shown that because God loved the world so much that he sent his one and only son 
to this world so that all of humanity can know him and know his love. The New Testament always trumps the old. I mean, maybe in the Old Testament, God miraculously provides bread from heaven for his people. But in the New Testament, we see that Jesus is the true bread from heaven, the bread of life who gives ultimate fulfillment to the hungry soul. In the Old Testament, sacrifices were required to atone for sin. But in the New Testament, we learned that sacrifices are no longer required. Why? Because Jesus was the Lamb of God who took away the sins of the world. In the Old Testament, we're presented with a law to follow, to adhere to, to maintain righteousness. But in the New Testament, we learn that Christ is the fulfillment of the law, that there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and the righteous are those who live by faith. In the Old Testament, we see that God's presence manifests itself in a temple, and there is a specific place in the temple called the most holy place where God's presence would manifest itself, and only the priests, the high priests, once a year had access to, not without carrying the blood of bulls and goats, but in the New Testament, once Jesus is crucified, we see that the veil separating humanity from the most holy place is torn from top to bottom, from half, torn absolutely in half. And now we are all called a royal priesthood. And we all have direct access to God the Father. Why? Because Jesus himself entered into heaven, not with the blood of bulls and goats, but with the blood of himself. If you do just a basic search of where to start reading the Bible over and over again, from websites to blogs, pastors and theologians, you will hear the same thing about where to start reading the Bible in the first four books of the New Testament. Why? Because this is the crucible of the good news of Christ. Last but not least, in the New Testament, we see the clearest picture of who God is and what he's like. In John 1, it says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Jesus was the exact image of God. Yes, 100% God, 100% man. When Jesus came into this earth, he came in the absolute most humility and grace. He was God and he was a king, but this king took on the form of a servant. He healed the sick. He washed people's feet. You see, it would be wrong not to appreciate the Old Testament, but you cannot deny the life, freedom, and beauty that are found in the New Testament. In the Old Testament, we may be able to know the heart of God, but in the New Testament, we can see the heart of God through Jesus and his son. Wow. That was a lot of words. Huh? That was a lot of words. That's good. I yeah, mean, so six, six points for the touchdown. Uh, uh, two points for including the uh, Barbie. Are you sure that John didn't go over time? Are you sure? We'll find that out later, won't we? I guess so. I've got it was the pretty wordy. And I've there were a lot of polls, like I said, about his gene and his message. I thought so. it was great. I thought you did a great job, we'll John. We'll see. So uh, that concludes our half with a score of eight to eight. We've got an amazing halftime show in store for you guys. You know, the real halftime this year is sponsored by Apple Music. Uh, we're not on that type of budget here at Gateway, so we've got a, a halftime show by our amazing campus worship pastor, Rihanna. Uh, so not the billionaire artist not you're to be familiar confused with, with Rihanna. but it's amazing. So good. I'm going to catch my breath for a second. Hold on. We're too old. Or are we new? Huh? Are we old or new? Speak for yourself. We're too old for this. Uh, Hey, can we give it up for our amazing band? That was a great halftime show, all right? 
All right, Eric, make your way out. It's your turn, brother. All right, Come let's on, let's pick from this bucket of bucket chaos. Bucket of chaos. I'm ready, I'm ready. Whew. Again, for those of you at home, the score is tied 8 to 8. Anybody's game? What do you got oh, there? These are so long. This is so great. Let's read it in a funny accent. That's when I told him little Bill would beat up Kalu. Caillou. Caillou. Oh, <laughs> sports. Any day of the week and twice on Thursday. Wow. Oh, All right. Good luck to you, Eric. Quarter begin now. All right. Well, you know, when I was in India uh, working with these amazing kids, it was amazing how quickly they came to love us. In fact, they were telling me they wanted me to win the throwdown. They were especially excited about that whole possibility. And so I want to just say, uh, this is, these are them right here, by the way. Oh, what's going on here? Hey, hey, illegal use of emotion. You're just trying to garner support by pulling on people's heartstrings. All what's right. up with that? Kids. Not good. Kids right, are great, John, right? There's always the kids. It's oh, yes. always got to be Celinda, the kids. Celinda, we got important discussion. Okay, all Purpose. right, Excuse all right. Just give me. us one moment, please, one moment. This is very important. Yeah, okay. So. Okay, so like what I was saying earlier, if I don't know how to spell Armageddon. If you like don't know how to spell Armageddon, don't worry, it's not the end of the world. Okay. Ah, okay. nice. Right. Yeah, we're good, we're good. Okay, all right, everybody, okay. after serious deliberation, We've decided to honor John's challenge. John, you will get to pick from one of the two challenges on the screen for your opponent. We've got Karate Kid, hop on one foot and preach for 60 seconds, or, or all, eyes, all on eyes on you. Eric has to stare at one lucky individual in the crowd the entire 60 seconds. It could be you. What would you like? Oh, well, it could be you. All eyes on you. All eyes oh on you. God. Good luck. Hey, uh, hmm. Okay. Is Deborah here? No. Yeah, right here. Here you I go, think it Eric. Be Jesse. All right, Jesse, you it's go. you. All right, Jesse, I'm going to be talking to you, my oh, man. Oh, Jesse, he's prepared. He's good. This is not a blinking competition. Hey, You've already won. Come a little closer. Make oh him feel gosh. a little bit okay. more comfortable. All right. That's what we like. This is very uncomfortable. All right. So, Jesus is great, he's the penultimate story. That's what everything is pointing to. You are intense, Jesse. I wanted you to know that without the Old Testament, we don't know who Jesus is. I'm looking at him, but I have to look at here. Now, you know, should know, and the Old Testament tells us, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. See, there's only one God. We wouldn't understand the fullness of that if we didn't have the Old Testament. See, in the New Testament, we discover who God is and what he's like through the person of Jesus. But in the Old Testament, we see the Father and we see the Spirit, and they're actually all one. You're worshiping one God who represents himself in three different ways. And you are amazing. I don't think you've actually blinked your eyes at all are this you entire alive? time. All right, there's your 60 Thank seconds. you so much. Well Give done, it up for Jesse. But there's prophecies from the Old Testament pointing towards Jesus. We wouldn't fully know the amazingness of God, if that's a word, unless we understood the Old Testament. But as for you, it says in Micah, Bethlehem, from you one will come forth for me to be ruler in Israel. His times of coming forth are from long ago, from the days of eternity. Right here we see hundreds of years before Jesus that a ruler who has existed from days of eternity will come from Bethlehem and be born a son. Or this one in Isaiah 9, there will be a time in the future when Galilee of the Gentiles will be filled with glory. For a child is born to us, a son is given, he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and his peace will never end. 
See, God will become a child, a son who will bring peace and rule forever. And so the other day I was praying, and that's when I told him, little Bill would beat up Caillou any day of the week and twice on Thursday. (laughs) And he said, yes, my son, with you I am well pleased. (laughs) We also discover in Isaiah 53 that the suffering servant would come to rescue all of humanity, that the Messiah was coming He would be pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole, whipped so we could be healed. And all of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's path to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. See, without the Old Testament, we don't know the magnitude of God's greatness. We fully understand the story that God has been pursuing humanity from the beginning. People write off the Old Testament because it can be confusing and there's all sorts of lust and deceit and murder and revenge and betrayal all set in the midst of this great love story. It's like Desperate Housewives meets The Sopranos, right? It can be violent, but there's some great resources. That's why being in a group or looking at the Bible project or getting a commentary, just coming to it, realizing that some is prayer and some is prophecy and some is history. And just because something evil happens does not mean that's what God wanted. It's descriptive, not prescriptive. But actually, even Jesus himself talked about how important the Hebrew scriptures are. He said this in Matthew 5, don't misunderstand why I have come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophets. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. See, Jesus says the Old Testament is God's word. It was his scriptures. And we can learn to apply the parts that still are applicable when we read the New Testament. But the beauty is anyone who obeys God's law and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said to read the Old Testament, to obey what timeless principles can be found there, and you will be blessed, and others will be blessed through you. That's a touchdown, Eric. That's a veteran move right there, veteran performance. Sure is. You know, Peter, forgot to mention something earlier. Sure. Did you know that John and Eric actually knew each other when they lived in L.A.? What? Yeah, they worked together. Oh, yeah, because they were both in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. They knew each other? They worked together. They worked together? Yes, we actually have a picture of it. No way. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Eric was, Eric wow, was playing crazy. Indiana Jones and John was playing I feel like Shorty. I've seen them before. Uh, okay, so, hey. Uh, congratulations, Eric. Well, well done. Great third quarter performance. You scored six points for the touchdown. Your referees have decided to give you two for your bucket of chaos. Uh, Phrase Incorporation. Some All might right. not be happy with that. Others think that's fair. Thank you. Uh, so that gives us a third quarter score of 17 to 8. You would know because I'm real bad at math. It's okay. I got that's you. That's why you're in charge. So we work well together. I didn't know how to spell Armageddon. Yeah, don't worry yeah. about it. John. All right, John. Welcome up. Uh, right. Pressure's on, brother. Fourth quarter. Let's give, it, let's give him some encouragement. Here you are. All right, John, go ahead. Pick from your bucket of chaos. What do you got? <laughs> blank. Okay. Oh, blank. That's I'll pick one. one for you. So, I did what any sane person would do. I cranked that soldier boy, then walked away slowly. That's awesome. All right. Good luck, John. You're going to need it. 
When I say the number 283, what do you think that number represents? No, it's not Eric's age. Oh. oh. Yes. And no, it's not the number of times Erwin, <laughs> Eric quotes Erwin McManus in his hold message. On. <laughs> hold on, hold he on, lied, hold on. Unpreacher-like conduct. He's not lying. What? Was it the age thing? No, you mentioned quoting Erwin, and you didn't quote me. I read a book, too. Wow. Anyways. You do quote him a lot, though. All right, so, hey, uh, we confirmed the challenge. There well, is well a challenge. Eric. Eric, you get your choice of two of the challenges that you see behind us. A joyful, a joyful noise. Must oh. sing their Eric's message sing to the message. tune of happy birthday for 50 well, seconds. I'm, I'm gonna, atheist I'm gonna, believer. You atheist can't say the believer. words God, I'm, Jesus, Spirit, or Holy Spirit for 60 seconds. What's it going to be? I'm picking atheist believer. That's going to oh. be a good one. Let's try wow. that. All right. Atheist believer, good luck to you. Church. Your 60 seconds Come begins on. now. So where was I? So I did what any sane person would do. I cranked that soldier boy and then walked away slowly. <laughs> 283 is the mm. amount of direct references the New Testament has to the Old Testament. The New Testament may be where we introduce people to the perfect image of the creator of the universe <laughs> through his precious child who was a boy <laughs> and name started with a J. But the Old Testament for all of his ups and downs, beauty and misunderstanding. Tension and God-reflective narrative cannot be separated. Oh! They got you, son. He said God. Oh. Helping an old man out. All right. Stay focused. Stay focused. You got this. But Augustine famously said, the new is in the old concealed, but the old is in the new revealed. See, Jesus was known for referencing what was written before. For example, he said in Matthew 4, 4, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. That's a direct reference to what? The Old Testament. Deuteronomy 8, 3, that he might make you know that man does not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. You see, this is more than just a mere reference between the New Testament and the Old. What Jesus is doing here is showing that the heart behind his every single teaching is that every word in Scripture matters. And that the words categorized either new or old all reflect God's heart in one form of another. I mean, for instance, did you know that tonight's Super Bowl halftime show artist, Rihanna, my girl Riri, her famous song, This Is What You Came For, was actually created by the artist T-Swift? I knew you were trouble when you walked in. <laughs> Eric Bryant. <laughs> or that Beyonce's Irreplaceable was written by the artist Neo. Or did you know that Harry Styles, the Grammy Award-winning artist's hit song, Adore You, was actually written by me? <laughs> and that Whitney Houston's hit song, I Will Always Love You, was written by Eric Bryant. Hold on. Wait a second. Are you sure about that? Hey, hey, let's stay focused here. <laughs> My point is that these songs have been made famous by one artist, but they first resided in the heart of another. God's heart for humanity that was birthed in the Old Testament, eventually made its way incarnate in the New Testament through his son, Jesus. And it still beats fervently for all of humanity today. You see, if you were to hold the Old Testament and the New Testament side by side, and you studied them and looked at them closely, what you will find is that there's a thread that runs through them both. There is a narrative, an undercurrent, that points to something. And that something is a coming savior God's son, Jesus Christ. And so with all the Old Testament and the New Testament's diversity, uniqueness, richness, and complexity, 
when you put these two amazing bodies of work together, what you will find is not just a random collection of words, rules, fables, or even virtuous teachings. Instead, what we're actually presented with is much like a letter, like a love letter to be exact. From who? From the God of the universe to you and me. The creator of the universe created the scriptures so that he can communicate with his people who he loves so much and so that he could show us how much he loves us. You know, the Old Testament and the New Testament reflect God's love at the end of the day. And all the fun that we're having today at this throwdown reflect God's love. Are y'all having some fun? Which begs the question, have you experienced God's love for you? God wants you to know that he loves you. And in the midst of this fun and festive occasion, it's worth pausing and asking the question, where are you right now in your spiritual journey? Maybe this is your first time here at Gateway South. Maybe this is your first time in church. Maybe you've never known that God loved you. Maybe you've never known that God was fun and that he was loving. Maybe you've never known that you could have fun at church. Maybe you've never seen pastors wearing football jerseys on stage. Or maybe you've never seen a pastor flossing on a Sunday morning. So what if I actually went to bed wearing this football jersey and eye black on my face? It does not matter. The point is everything we've done today is a reflection of God, his goodness, and his love. So if you're here today and you've never known this good, this fun, and this loving God, you can know him an experience of friendship and relationship with him today. You don't have to wait. The Bible says that all we have to do to experience and receive this friendship and relationship is just believe in God's son, Jesus, and what he has done for us. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done in your life, where you've been, how flawed of a person you might think you are. We can come to God through faith. And experience his love. And if you want to experience that love and that relationship for the first time today, all it takes is saying in your heart or out loud, you can do this right now or at any time, Jesus, I believe in you. I want what you did to count for me. I invite you into my heart and my life. That was a great way to close the fourth quarter. Wasn't it, Peter? It was a nail-biter. It was. So Peter and I are going to go play a few rounds of rock, paper, scissors while we figure out. Thank you, Amber. All right, if we can have our pastors come come on out. You guys, this one was uh, a legendary, uh, epic throwdown. It really came down to some very minute details. Those delay of game penalties added up, and the challenges, which were new this this year, played a big factor, you guys. Yes. So... We've Y'all totaled up the right. final score. We have a final score. So, Linda, do you want to do the honors? I do. But first, I'd like to show you this trophy that has a soccer ball. <laughs> the original football. She warned you we know nothing about uh, football, so. No, it is football. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, come my bad, on. my bad. I do, know, I do know this sport. Are you ready to see who our winner of this throwdown is? Uh, drum roll, drum roll. Drum roll, please. With a whopping score. A whopping score of 6 
16 points goes to Eric Bryant. Hey. And I'm losing. Hey, congratulations. Hey, Eric. Eric. Eric, wait, come back. Would you did, like to give a speech? Did you want to make a speech? Say thank you to Woo! all of That was a close one, you guys. Saved by the batteries. Oh, Looks like my that's gosh. all we have time working. for today. It's still working. Hope you had a really great time. Can we give a round of applause for our amazing production team? For our folks who cooked up hot dogs and popcorn for y'all in the lobby. For our incredible pastors, and I'd like to give a nice warm applause for my referee friend right here. And my referee friend. All right, enjoy the rest of your Sunday morning. Bye-bye. Woohoo!